Welcome to OA Now here. I'm Sammy Termina, blogger of Around the OA, one of the hosts of the last three brain cells and the host of Between Terminas on Oriented Neighborhood Television. Like to welcome those hearing us on a local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on YouTube and also those watching Oriented Neighborhood Television. Um, got a lot to look at, obviously, from the um, recaps. Um, you know, we've had the first round of the postseason in for football. Volleyball districts start today. Um, you know, we're filming a Halloween, of course. Um, and we're going to look at this. Adams have a good chance to win a OA second state title of the school year. If they can knock off, um, they can win their semifinal matchup and in the state final if they get there this weekend. So a lot to look at, obviously. Um, we're going to look at the um, postseason matchups first. We're going to recap the um, the games from week one. We're also going to do picks, obviously, for the playoffs. I mean, like some big ones, obviously, um, on the docket. Um, so here is the, um, so here is the, um, postseason recap, obviously for football. Um, I'm going to break these games down, obviously here. Um, so let's look at our first game here was Birmingham. It's in division three, Birmingham, brother rice had no issue with Avondale 49 to six. Um, it was a lot better score than last year. I mean, when brother rice beat Avondale 58 to nothing, um, you know, when you look at the score here, I thought Avondale showed a little bit more fight. Um, the last two years, it's been 107 to six in favor of Birmingham Brother Rice over Avondale. Um, you know, so it was going to be a tough task for the Yellow Jackets in this game. Um, it was going to be very difficult, um, and it it proved to be very difficult in that game for Avondale. So, you know, so it was going to be tough for them regardless. Um, my thoughts in that game, really, I mean, like, you know, last two years it's been 107 to 6, and, you know, that's pretty unfortunate to see what happens there. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward. Avondale does lose some key pieces, but they do have the quarterback in Tyler Herzog coming back. That is a big deal for Avondale next year. So that's something to really look at heading into the season for them next year. But, um, Birmingham Brother Rice will move on. They will take on um, Wald Lake Western in the next round. Of course, Wald Lake Western had no issue with Detroit Renaissance. Um, so we'll see what happens there in that one um, going forward there. So, But for Avondale, good season. Um, didn't win the gold. Um, fell to, um, they fell to um, Ferndale for the league title this year, the gold title. Um, but still, it was a good year for Avondale and for Coach Corey Bell. Um, what he's done this year. Um, let's go to Division Two now. Um, Temperance Bedford forty-one, Farmington twenty-eight. Um, you know when you look at the keys of that game, obviously it was going to be the travel. That was going to be the key for that matchup. Um, you know I'm not sure what time Farmington came down there to Temperance um, to play that game, but it looked it was rough early. Um, it was twenty-eight to fourteen in favor of Temperance Bedford at one point. Farmington came back, tied it up at 28, and then Temperance Bedford ended up scoring another touchdown. Uh, missed the extra point, but their defense ended up playing um, lights out, shut down Dominic Pesci, and um, the high-octane Farmington offense, which ended up being a, um, you know, and ended up being the difference, of course. Um, Farmington just could not get the ball down the field um, the rest of the way, and you know, they fell to Temperance Bedford 41-28 um, in that one. Um, you know, tying it up 28-20 third quarter, it could have gone either way. Um, but I just thought Temperance Bedford had a little bit more in them. I think playing at home really helped them in that game. Um, they they ended up exposing Farmington's defense at times and wore them down. And that ended up being the difference, of course. You know, let's not forget, Temperance Bedford's coming up. I mean, a couple weeks ago, they knocked off Celine. That's a big deal right there. Um, and Farmington, of course, not playing the schedule that, you know, that um, Temperance Bedford had. Of course, Farmington, of course, playing in the blue, obviously. You know, that's, you know, they've had some, they've had some games where they should not have lost, obviously. The Utica game, they should not have lost that one in week nine. And then, of course, the game against, um, against um, Ypsilanti Lincoln, where they lost that one. That was two games that should not have lost. Other than that, I, I felt Farmington should have had a home game, but, you know, they ended up not getting it and was forced to go on the road after losing that game to Utica um, down to Temperance to take on the kicking mules and end up being the difference. Um, 
it's just such a difference from playing at home to being on the road in the playoffs. It really is. I mean, it really is. And I think that's really what it felt here with Farmington. Um, you know, with them just, you know, they couldn't handle the um couldn't handle the adversity, you know, just couldn't handle it, you know what I mean, going down to the temperance. I mean, like they were in the game. I mean, they were in it. I mean, 28-28, that says a lot. But, you know, they just couldn't overcome Temperance Bedford. And, you know, when you're playing catch-up, you know, football, it's really, especially in the playoffs, it's really hard. And I think that's what happened here with Farmington in that game. I mean, but when you look at Farmington for next year, obviously they do got some key players coming back. They do lose Dominic Pesci. That's a big loss. Um, Not sure where he's going for college, but I think somebody if somebody does pick up Pesci, um, he will play very. He will. Um, they'll get a good kid. Uh, they'll get a good kid for sure. He's a good player. Really good quarterback. Very athletic. Very tall for his size. Um, so when you really look at um, you know Farmington, they had a nice year. I mean Farmington had an. I mean they took the Farmington Cup from North Farmington this year. Um, first time about three years that they've done that. Um, they they um, knocked off Seaholm. That was an, a big win for them at the time. Um, you know, then sh- leading the share of the blue title with the Maples. So when you really look at it here, I mean, like, um, it's been a really incredible season for um, it's been an incredible year for um, for the Falcons this season to really do well. Um, they had a nice year. I mean, just an absolute nice year for Farmington. Um, despite the tough loss of Temperance Bedford, um, so it was it was a good year for them. It really is. Um. Now let's go to Seaholm and Ferndale. This what this one was um forty six to six in favor of Seaholm over Ferndale. Um, I knew it was gonna be very difficult for Ferndale. Um, I just think you know having only twenty five guys. Um, it was I mean like going against a team that runs a veer. Um, it was going to be very difficult for Coach Eric Royal in the um in Ferndale. Of course, Ferndale was the last team to get in the playoffs. Um, despite winning the gold title. This year, I mean, I mean, they won the gold title, but taking on a team that shared the blue title um, was coming off two tough losses. Obviously, it was going to be very difficult for Ferndale against Seaholm, um, you know, with the way that they've been playing. Um, obviously, at both Kinney brothers, um, Colton had three rushing touchdowns and a passing score. Grand Kinney was solid. Kyle Robbins had two interceptions. I mean, like, you know, that was the difference. I mean, it was going to be very tough for Coach Eric Royal and his team. They go up against a team like Coach Jimmy Duvald, um, who's got a lot of experience, obviously, a lot of proven experience. Um, other than that, it was a very, very good win for, um, very good win for, um, um, for Seaholm, of course, going into the, um, po- I mean, going into their, um, you know, into the postseason, off to a good start. Um, that is a big deal right there. Um, for Ferndale this year, it was a really it was a bounce back year for them. I mean, last few years they've been really struggling. Last year they were very young. This year had a lot of experience, had some tough luck early on. Um, losing the Grand Rapids West Catholic was a was a um, humbling experience for them, and then they had some tough losses as well. Um, so there's a lot to like. You know, Ferndale next year they lose a lot of experience in. You know, they're going to be very young. I mean, Ferndale, they could be a player next year in the gold. They could be a player. Um, but they do lose a ton of experience. And they're going to have to replace some guys. And that's going to be key for Royal next year. If he can find those guys that can, you know, fill in those roles, that'll be very critical for them heading into next year. So that's something to really, really look at um, when you look at Ferndale heading into next year. Um, Seahome, of course, you know, they got that big one looming with their arch rival coming up. Um, that, you know, we're, we're going to preview that one in a couple minutes. Um, and then let's, speaking of, the, of their arch rival, Groves beat Warren Mott 43-7. They really had no issue with the Marauders. Um, they were up 43 nothing at one point. Um, Seahome, you know, Groves was the better team in this one. They were the more dominant team, um, the fact that they got into the playoffs, they won at home, that was a big deal. A knocked off Seahome at home, that was a big deal. Um, now they get to go on the road to the Maple Forest, um, play Seahome, um, which should be a really interesting game, to say the least. It's going to be really interesting there. Um, I mean, like, you kind of knew 
in the game with Warren Mott. I mean, like it was going to be, I mean, people are going to, we're looking forward to the rematch between Groves and Seaholm. Um, and then that winner, whoever wins that game will take on either Livonia Franklin or Temperance Bedford in the regional final. Um, people are going to say, well, you know, let's say who matches up well with Livonia Franklin. People are going to say that, um, you know, I think Seaholm matches up with Livonia Franklin much better than Groves does. Um, but like I said, we're going to see what happens. I mean, Livonia Franklin's got to play Temperance Bedford. That'll be a really interesting game. Um, Temperance Bedford has to make the trip north. Um, so we'll see what happens there in that game. Um, you know, but then, you know, you know a Birmingham school is going to go to either Livonia. I mean, I'm not sure how the Temperance Bedford situation would work, who goes where yet, but I'll take a look at that, you know, in a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, but... It's going to be a big one between Groves and Seaholm. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens in that game. Um, to really look at how that match is going to look at here in that one. Um, let's go now from Division 2 to Division 1. Um, Southfield, Arts, and Tech, and Troy. This game was played on Saturday afternoon. Um, this game probably wasn't as expected as I thought it would be. Um, 58 to nothing was the score. Isaiah Marshall had a nice game. Um, he, had a, he had a couple touchdowns in that one. Um, you knew it was going to be difficult for Troy, um, going in that game, um, just didn't expect, um, you know, it, it was going to be, you know, South Troy's offense was very vanilla, um, really was, um, you know, and then Southfield's defense played pretty well against Troy's, um, off, um, against Troy's offense, and then Isaiah Marshall, of course, took over from there, um, didn't really need to play the second half, I don't think he did. Um, but it sets up an interesting matchup with, um, Detroit Cast Tech, um, in the, um, district final. We're going to preview that in a little bit. Um, but we're going to break down that Detroit Cast Tech West Bluefield game later on in the, um, podcast. Obviously, um, a lot to talk about. Of course, obviously, the, um, if you really look at it and I'm going to describe that game a little bit more in depth. I mean, I saw the film and all that and it's just, was just stunning to see what happened to, West Bloomfield's defense in that game against Detroit Cast Tech. Really, three drives were the difference in that game. Um, you know, when we look at it here, three drives was the one that settled it. Um, you know, so that's the thing you really got to look at. Um, Clarkson 62, Lapeer 41. Um, didn't expect this one to be a shootout like it was. I mean, like, I knew Clarkson would score points, um, but I didn't expect Lapeer to you know, put 41 against them. Um, but it also describes the state of Clarkson's defense. I mean, obviously when I talk about the Wolves' defense, um, and, you know, people are going to say, well, you know, Clarkson's got the offense. Yes, they do. I mean, Mike Hine came back in a nice game. Um, Ethan Clark was Ethan Clark. Um, he had three touchdowns. Um, it's Clarkson's eighth straight win against Lapeer. Um, I think the honesty of that game really was, um, you know, was I, I got more concern with Clarkson's defense than I do with their offense. I mean, considering the rematch with Davison that's looming coming up, um, you know, Davison, I know what you with grand blank. I'm winning that one 27, nothing. It's a rematch of week one game at Michigan stadium. It was one by um Davison. I think that was 29, 26, um, in the big house. Um, we're going to break that one down a little bit. Um, but I've got some big-time concern for Coach Justin Pittar's defense. Big concerns. Because this defense, this defense has got some issues. Big, big issues. And they have got to get that fixed real quick. If they can get that issue fixed, um, then I think... You know, then I think Clarkston, you know, could be, you know, if they can get that issue fixed, I think Clarkston be fine. Um, I think the key in that game is going to be is can Clarkston, you know, if they have to go into a shootout with Davison, then that could be an issue. If they don't, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, because Davison's got a heck of an offense too. I mean, they got a good offense as well. So that's my take on Clarkston is. Their offense looks very good. 
but then their defense is a big-time concern. Yes, Clarkson's got playmakers on defense. Yes, he got Desmond Stephenson in the secondary. You got, you got, um, you also got Kavanaugh Dighton, linebacker. You got Jared Wasensko. He can, he at linebacker. I mean, like, something is amiss with Clarkson. Really is. Um, when you describe the Wolves, I mean, like, something is a serious miss when you look at Clarkson. And to me, there's some concerns when I look at the Wolves. And the big concerns I have with Clarkson is going to be is their defense. I mean, 41 against Lapierre. You know, Zach Logiak's a very good quarterback. No doubt about it. But, I mean, like, but there, still, there's some concerns when I look at Clarkson. There really is when you describe the Wolves. And there's a big, big-time concern when um, describing them. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but for Clarkson, it's a good win for them. Um, Adams, 49. Lake Orion, 35. Um... Parker Pico had six touchdowns. Um, Lake Orion um, fought in this game. Um, Raymond Payne had a nice game. Um, um, Billy Roberson had a nice game for the Dragons. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the Dragons this year, um, <coughs> offensively, they were solid all year long. Defensively, I think is where the issue is. Lake Orion has to really address their defense next year if they're going to want to make some noise next year. The offense, I think, is set. The offense is set. You have the proven playmakers coming back. Um, you know, you got the quarterback and Tristan Hill coming back. You have Billy Roberson. You have um, Raymond Payne. Um, you know, you have, I mean, like, Lake Orion does lose Dorian Hill. That's a big loss. Um, they're going to lose... Um, Mitch DeBrink, you're going to lose to Brinkett. That's a big loss there, too. Um, the line's going to be very interesting to watch next year for Lake Orion. Um, but Lake Orion, under Coach Chris Bell, I mean, you know, um, you know, first year getting the four wins, um, getting last team in the playoffs. Um, you know, some games that looked really good, others not so much. I think the offense is there. Um, special teams had their moments of good and bad. The defense is where I think Lake Orion's got to get addressed. And I think this is where, you know, I don't know what where you go at next year with the Dragons. I really don't know um, defensively because this is the area of concern that I have next year is how is Lake Orion going to be defensively? That is the big-time concern. And that's something to really look at heading into next year for Coach Chris Bell. The offense is there. You know, the offense, the points are there. I mean, it just comes down to defense. I mean, you can't allow over 40 points in at least five of your last six games to close out the year. You can't do that. I mean, you know, you need all three phases to do well. You need your offense to do well. You need your defense to do well. And you need your special teams to do well. Lake Orion, I really feel at times, had their offense played well in spurts. I mean, like, the Utica-Eisenhower game might as well give them a pass. You know, the... um. The um the defensive pass, but I really think this unit really needs um they got to address some things this offseason defensively. If they can, I think Lake Orion could be a team that is going to be really in the thick of it next year. We'll see what happens heading into next year for Lake Orion. Um, but at the end of the day here, I think Lake Orion um you know they had a nice year. I mean, last team to make the field. Um, but. They've got some more work to do ahead of them um, to see what happens with them heading heading forward. Um, Adams, obviously, Parker Pico is the one that carries the ship. Um, six touchdowns, obviously. Um, you know, really, you can't say much about the kid. I mean, you know, he's a very good player. He's a special kid. Um, going to Alabama to play baseball. Um, you know, really, you know, really just to... Um, you know, to say, you know, Pico's been the one that's carrying Rochester Adams. I mean, that's really what it is um, in that game. I mean, he counted for all, he counted for six or seven touchdowns. He scored on six of them. Um, Tripaconte had the other one for Rochester Adams in that game. Um, it was a one-yard score. Um, but, you know, for Rochester Adams, I mean, like, just um, it's a good win for them um, to move on. Um to the district final. They're going to play another arch rival. Um, we're going to break down um, 
Rochester Adams' match with Rochester coming up um, in a little bit. Um, let's go now to Rochester Adams and uh, let's go to Stony Creek and Rochester. This ended up being a really good game um, over at Stony Creek. Um, Rochester led, no, they trailed 14 nothing to Stony Creek, came back, tied it up at 14. Um, thanks to play of Alex Bueno. Um, and then Stony Creek took the lead late, missed the extra point. Um, so it was 2014. And then, um, and then, um, Stony Creek had a chance to put the game away instead of, you know, going for it, you know, to, to, um, if you went for it, you know, they decided to pooch punt it 46 yards. Um, and then Rochester had time to go and to go in there. They went down the field, the five yard line. Um, Alex Bueno found Grant Calgano. Um, from five yards out, Calgano basically was at the one-yard line. Then he battled and fought to get in the end zone um, with no time left to go. Tied the game up at 20. And then um, Ozentoski, um, Adam Ozentoski kicked the um, winning extra point for Coach Eric Vernon, sending his Falcons to the, for their first-ever playoff win, 21-20 over, um, over Stony Creek. Um, you know, when you really look at Rochester, people are going to say, well, okay, um, you know, the 2020 season where they had a really nice year, I mean, really was the blueprint of this team's success. This salt, this um, this year's senior class was going to be, I think, the key to get Rochester over the top, and they did that against their city rival from Stony Creek. I mean, obviously, people are going to question was it the right decision for Coach Nick Merlo to punt the ball on fourth down, um. Was it the, um, if they would have went for it, you know, they had a running back in, in um, John Fogler who can, um, who could, um, who could have ran it. And if he did that, you know what I mean? Then we're probably talking Stony Creek versus Adams and not talking Rochester versus Adams. But, you know, that was a decision they Stony Creek made. And, you know, they, um, you know, and it was a tough loss for them. I mean, obviously, when you look at Stony Creek senior class, I mean, this was a very good class that they had. I mean, obviously, you know, you lose a, three-year running back in John Fogler. That's a big loss. Um, but, you know, when you really look at the how the game went, um, you know, credit Rochester for fighting back. I mean, like, down 14 nothing. You know, you just came off a 43-22 loss to the same team two weeks ago on the same field. Um, really was the difference of that game. Um, with Rochester's fight in that game, the grid in that game, they earned this opportunity to play for the district title. I mean, knocking off a very good um, Stony Creek team. Um, Stony Creek, obviously, when you look at them next year, um, you know, they do lose a lot. They lose um, they lose their quarterback. They lose their running back. Um, they do lose a couple good wide receivers. Um, you know, and I think, you know, when you look at Coach Nick Merlow, um, they've got a lot to replace heading into next year. And I think that's something to really look at with Stony Creek heading in the next year is, you know, who's going to be the starter starting at quarterback? Who's going to be the running back? Is is it going to be John Fogler's younger brother? Could it be? Is it possible? Could he start at running back? I mean, it's, it's there's a lot of options there that that's possible for um, Stony Creek looking in the next year. And then people are going to say, well, what division will Stony Creek be in? Will they be in the red? Will they be in the white? I mean, like, there's a lot of questions there describing Stony Creek heading into next year. There's a ton of questions with um, Coach Nick Merlo's program. Um, Heading in the next year, I mean, like, just a really unfortunate way to, you know, to 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 fall in this game. Just really unfortunate for Stony Creek. Um, the way they lost this game, it was a very difficult, very difficult loss for them. Um, for them in this game. Um, and then we're gonna talk about um, obviously the um West Bloomby Detroit Cast Tech game. This game was on Valley Sports Detroit. Um. You know, how am I going to to say this? I mean, yes, it was going tough match for West Bloomfield. But, you know, they were in this game. I mean, they didn't play well. I mean, offensively, they didn't play well. I mean, they turned the ball over five times, um, four picks. Um, I was shocked that Detroit Cast Tech used the big play against West Bloomfield, exposing their defense. Um I think if there was a per, if there was like a picture frame to this game, and I know a lot of Laker fans are going to hate me for this, but the touchdown by Sean Hodges, um, you know, the second touchdown by Hodges, um, that 
Samaj Morgan was trying to catch him. You know, couldn't catch him. Um, it was his second 90-yard touchdown. Um, I think that was the picture um, to describe in that game. Um, pretty much three drives was, was the one that decided the game. Really was. Um, it was 10-7. Detroit cast take at halftime. They go on and score. Um, you know, they score 31 on 30. Um, 31 unanswered. Um, just. You know, it's the field goal, the 22-yard field goal that gave him a 10-7 lead at halftime. And then Detroit Kasek had the ball, went down, scored, um, went, led 17-7. And then they had the onside kick, recovered that, and then they had an, and then they had a huge touchdown to go up 24-7. And then, of course, the Hodges touchdown. Um, the second one really was the one that, you know, was really the, you know, that was the... Um, didn't expect West Bloomfield to defense to just get exposed by that. I mean, you look at the stats. I mean, obviously, um, LaShawn Mumfield hit a LaShawn Mumfield hit a nice night. Um, Hodges obviously going over three hundred yards, three hundred ten yards on the ground, including two ninety yard plus rushing touchdowns. Um, Kenny Jones did tie the score for West Bloomfield at one point. Um, tied it up at seven. Um. And then Raquan Nance, who came back from came back from a hand injury, had the um other touchdown, couldn't get the two point conversion. So in the fourth quarter, um, just stunning, just a stunning experience to see how um that game really went. Um, just didn't expect um, you know, West Bloomfield's defense to just get exposed like they did all year long. I mean, they were very good all season long. I mean, like. Held really good teams. I mean, like, you know, you hold Clarkson the 27. You hold Lake Orion in check. You had that tough loss to West Bloomfield. But, you know, they held Sterling Heights-Stevenson in check. Um, but just didn't expect West Bloomfield's defense to just get exposed like that against Detroit Cast Tech. And they did in that game. And it was a very, very difficult, <laughs> very difficult um feeling if you're a Laker fan, um, really, I mean, the difference in that game was really those three drives, um, in the third quarter. I mean, you know, you think about it, if you recover the onside kick, you know what I mean? You know, you might, you're, you're, you're still in the game. I mean, like, you know, you can go down and score, you know, but instead, you know, you give up a touchdown, you go down 24 seven and then, and then you give up a, um, 90 yard touchdown, um, you know, with Hodges, I mean, like, and then he had a big one as well. I mean, like, he had two touchdowns as well. Um, but I think the one that really was the one, if you wanted to put a picture on it, was Samaj Morgan trying to catch him, Sean Hodges, when he was going in the end zone. Um, that ended up being the difference in that game. I mean, like, just shocked how West Bloomfield's run defense really struggled in that game. It really was. Um, when you look at the Lakers, who they lose, obviously you lose Kenny Jones. Um you do lose Samaj Morgan. That's a big loss um, in a mere hearing. Um, those are going to be three players, really tough players to replace if you're coach um, Terry Grice. You're going to lose. You lose those three players. You got Raquan Nance coming back. Um, <laughs> running back's going to be a question mark next year. Um, Jameer Benjamin coming back is going to be help. It's going to be a big deal for them. Um, West Bloomfield, they should be good. I'm not sure how good next year they're going to be next year. So, but they're going to be in the conversation, obviously. But, but there's going to be some questions this off season for the Lakers. Um, there has to be, especially what what happened that game against Detroit Cast Tech. I mean, you really got to look at um, how you get the, you know, how to figure things out, obviously. And that's, you know, speaking of that. Um, we're going to see what happens with West Bloomfield. I mean, next year, you know, they're going to be in the convo again, um, but they do lose a lot. And, you know, it's going to be a very tall task for West Bloomfield hanging in the next year. Um, we'll see what happens with the Lakers heading forward. Um, but I do expect them to be very good again next year. Um, Raquan Nance back, that's a big deal. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with West Bloomfield going forward there. Um, let's look at the playoff matchups, and then we're going to talk volleyball. Um, volleyball districts are set for, um, 
you know, they're going to be coming up. So we're going to do my projections there for volleyball districts. Um, I have also put them on my blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com. Um, we're going to look at our first matchup here. Um, you know, we're going to look at some key non-league matchups as well. Um, you know, when you look at obviously the, um, division two matchups, obviously you got, um, Tempers Beppers, Lavoni Franklin. Um, that's going to be interest, an interesting game. Um, I think Franklin gets the job done in that one. Um, you know, the travel for Bedford having to go up north, um, up to Livonia. That'll be really interesting to see what happens there. Um, and then that winner is going to take on either Groves or Seaholm. Um, the Battle of Birmingham, three match of a 14 7. Um, Groves win two weeks ago over, um, you know, in favor of Groves in Beverly Hills. Now it's in the Maple Forest. Um, when I look at this game here on paper, um, Seaholm should be motivated in this one. Um, I am very curious to see. Yeah, Groves has played a tough schedule. I get it. But Seaholm, they've got some good wins on the belt as well. So, you know, so when I look at this game here, um, I expect it to be a very similar game like it was at Beverly Hills. Low scoring game. Defense first game. Um, I, I'm not sure how Coach Brennan Flutter is going to play, if he's going to play conservative uh, against Seaholm. Um, keeping the Veer, you know what I mean, the, the Veer offense in check. I mean, we're going to see what happens in that game. I think, you know, there's some, you know, when you describe the Veer, it's a really tough offensive stop. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in this matchup. Um, in this game here, I am going to take Seaholm. Um, I think the Maples get the job done at home. Um, I think Colton Kinney has a big night. I think Graydon Kinney has a big night. I think Kyle Robbins is a big night here. I think the Maples are going to get the revenge here and move on in move on to the regional because whoever pl wins his regional um is going to likely either head to Livonia or probably um or may get another home game if it's Tempers Bedford so you know so I th we'll see what happens in that game I think the battle of Birmingham it's going to be really interesting to see what happens um there's a lot of key matchups obviously um I but I I think Seaholm's going to win this one um over Groves don't be surprised if it's a 20 21-14 game I expect it to be very close, um, but we'll see what happens in this game. I think it'll be a really interesting matchup, to say the least, there, up there, over and um, over up and um, and in the Maple Forest. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens in that matchup there. Um, next we go to Rot to Division One. We got Rochester versus Rochester Adams. Um, tough matchup of Rochester. I mean, it's a rematch of a 34-18 um, um, Adams win in Week Two. Over at Rochester, um, but I, I Adams' defense just doesn't scare me. If you're Alex Blano and you're Grant Calgano and you're Jaden Bolden, um, you should attack this defense. I mean, I don't really Lake Orion really played well offensively against Rochester Adams. I mean, like yes, they fell to a twenty-one nut in a hole early on and played conservative early on, but when they attacked, they played pretty well. Um, you can run on this defense. I mean, this is obvious. You can run on them. Um, it comes down to line play for Rochester. It really does. Um, you have the proven playmakers. Um, I was talking to my, um, my between Termina's co-host, Anthony Termina, about this matchup. And he told me he doesn't think Adam stand, Rochester stands a chance against Adams. He really doesn't. Um, I tend to disagree. I think Rochester does have a shot here. But they're going to have to play well. But then defensively, you're going to have to contain Parker Pico. That's not going to be an easy matchup. Because what Pico could, Pico did against Lake Orion was six touchdowns on the ground. They, Adams has got some playmakers. I mean, Nick Patera is a playmaker. You got um, Brady Prescore is a playmaker. Um, you got, um, you know, they got Trevante at running back. He's a playmaker. Um, I think in this game here, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tight. Um, but I just don't know if Rochester has enough to beat Adams. If they do, it would be the first time since 1996 they do. Um, I just don't know if I see it. I just don't know if I see this happening with them. Um, end of the day, I just think Adams wins this one pretty convincingly over Rochester. Um, it's going to be a tough sell for Rochester. They're, if they're going to want to win this game, they're going to have to slow the game down, play time possession football, 
they do that, I think they got a shot to pull out the upset. So, but I just don't see it. I got Adams winning that game over um Rochester. Um, Davis Clarkson at Davison. This is a rematch of a game where Clarkson, you know, fell on that one. Clarkson's defense concerns me big time in this matchup. It really does. Because this defense has not been good all year long. I mean, they didn't look good against Davison week one. They didn't look good against West Bluefield. I mean, they didn't look good against um, Adams um, despite winning that game. They didn't look good against Lake Orion despite winning that game. Um, Lapeer even, you know, the second time around, they didn't look very good against Lapeer. I mean, 41 points in a playoff game, that's too many. I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying go what Waterford Mott had to go with. Of course, that game was 77-63. Now, Waterford Mott gets to go up to Midland and play Midland. I think Midland's beating Waterford Mott this week. Um, but... This is an interesting matchup between um, Davison and Clarkson. I mean, Davison's got a very good quarterback, very good running back. Um, had no issue with Grand Blank um, winning that one 27-0 um, against, against Grand Blank. Grand Blank, I mean, like, I w- I've been really surprised with them all year long. Um, but Davison does give Clarkson some problems. but Clarkson does give Davison some problems. Obviously, Ethan Clarkson a nightmare for anybody. Key, I think, is Mike Hine. If Mike Hine plays like he did last week, you know, and then keeps getting better, I mean, let's not forget, Steven Kozak at quarterback, he is now a playmaker now. I mean, Kozak's really been a proven player for um, Clarkson this season. So I'm curious to see how Coach Justin Pintar does this. Um, if he goes with a two-quarterback system, I mean, Kazak's won him some games. I mean, Lapierre, he won him the first time. Oak Park, he played really well. But I think this is going to come down to, I think, if Mike Hine plays well in this game. If he does, I mean, now, the advantage here, date with, with um, I think the good news if you're Clarkston, yes, you're playing on turf. I mean, Davidson just changed to turf recently. And, you know, that might provide a wash for both teams here because a couple years ago let's not forget Davison used to play on grass and playing on grass could be really difficult for anybody um I just don't understand why um now I know Cooper Cup in the NFL I know he's been really critical of playing games on turf and not and he said that you know all NFL teams should play their games on on grass you know you know, I agree with that on some parts, but not on all parts. I mean, there's nothing wrong with playing on turf. You know what I mean? On field turf. I mean, you know, but grass is always interesting. It's a different element if you're playing on grass. But, you know, you never know. But back to the game. Um, I think this is going to be really interesting. I mean, these two teams know each other. These two coaches know each other. It was Coach Justin Pintard's first game was against Davison. And Davison won that game. They're going to still wear the same jerseys. Clarkson, of course, going all white. Davison either going all red or going all, or going, um, or going all, um, or going yellow. I mean, we never know what Davison. But in this game here on paper, I think in this game, Clarkson's got a good chance here to go up M15 in the Genesee County and win this game. I think they're going to win this game because I think their offense is going to do just enough. If it turns out, if it comes down to a defensive game, it's hard for me to trust Clarkson in this because I don't trust that defense. I don't trust Clarkson's defense one bit. I mean, if Clarkson wants to win games, you know what their recipe has to be. Run the ball with Ethan Clark. Cole Dillinger leading the line, um, you know, playing time possession football. You do that, and you you keep your beleaguered defense off the field. I mean, that defense is absolutely beleaguered over there, Clarkson. It really is. Um, and that's honesty. Um, but I think Clarkson goes into Davison and wins this game. I just think they're going to. Because I think the Wolves have a good shot here 
to be a, you know, I think Clarkson's got a great chance here. I really do. So we'll see what happens in this game. Um, but I'm going to take Clarkson to knock off Davidson. Um, then we have Detroit Cass Tech at Southfield Arson Tech. Rematch on Saturday afternoon, a rematch of a 56-54 Detroit Cass Tech. Oh, no, Southfield Arson Tech win in overtime. Um, it was played in a span of about two days. Reason why? Because of fan, um, because of fan shenanigans in the stands over at Lawrence Tech. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to be security-wise. I'm really not sure how this is going to be. But at least the game's on a Saturday afternoon. Um, the thing of the, the thing of the matter is this: is when you look at this game on paper, both teams I think I expect are going to score a bunch of points. I mean, I don't think Detroit Cast Tech has an answer for Isaiah Marshall. He had eight touchdowns total against them in week one. I don't know if A&T has an answer for Sean Hodges. I mean, Southfield's Arsons Tech's defense, sure, they've improved, but they haven't been the greatest. Um, hopefully, you know, when you look at this game here, A&T's probably figured something out defensively. I mean, then you have LaShawn Mumfield, who's had a really, who's has been playing really good lately. I mean, let's not forget, Detroit Cast Tech is coming off a, they're coming off a, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, they just knocked off Detroit Martin Luther King. I mean, then you knock off West Bloomfield. West Bloomfield just beat Southfield Arts and Tech two weeks ago. I mean, that says something right there. That really does. Um... When I look at this game here on paper, you know, people are going to say, it's always hard to beat a team twice in one year. You know, Adams did that to Lake Orion last week. Um, you know, I mean, like, but it's really difficult for a team to win twice in one year. It really is. Um, in this game here, I just don't know if I can trust, um, if I can trust, um, um, Southfield Arts and Tech's defense. I mean, the winner of this game is going to take on either Macomb, Dakota, or Romeo. Um, that, I think that game's going to be a trap game. I really, for Macomb, Dakota, I really do. I mean, Macomb, Dakota's undefeated for a reason. Romeo just came and upset Chippewa Valley. Um, I'm going to take in that game. I like Romeo to upset Macomb, Dakota in that game. I really do. So, but back to the... Art, Southfield Arts and Tech, Troy Cast Tech game. This game here, I expect is going to be tight. Um, I expect it's going to be close. I think Isaiah Marshall is going to do everything he can to keep the Troy Cast Tech in this game. Um, no, keep the keep Southfield Arts and Tech in this game. Um, the Troy Cast Tech, I think it's been playing much better lately. Defensively, they're getting better. They had five pick, five turnovers against West Bloomfield. That's hard to do against that team. And especially when you have a team that is filled with proven players like um, Kenny Jones and Samaj Morgan and Raekwon Nance. That says a lot right there. Um, so when I look at this game here on paper, I think this is going to be a tight game. It'll be a close game. I'm going to take Detroit Cast Tech over Southfield Arts and Tech here in this game. Because I think Detroit Cast Tech's a little bit more well-rounded than Southfield Arts and Tech is. But don't be surprised if it's a high-scoring game again. If it's like high 60s, um, low 60s maybe. I think high 50s, low 60s. I expect that type of game's going to be. But I, I just think Detroit Cast Tech with the wit that emotional win against West Bluefield. That says a lot. Um, they should be motivated going into Southfield Arts and Tech. Um, to take on the Warriors. Um, but if a t wins this game, you know what I mean? a t you know what I mean? Don't be surprised if they, they have a shot against Macomb, Dakota, Romeo. They got a shot, even though they're going to have to go on the road if it's Macomb, Dakota. Um, but I think when you look at this matchup here, um, I think, you know, I think Detroit Cast Tech's got too much. They're playing with too much house money right now, riding with confidence. Um, we're going to see what happens to this one, but I do like um, the technicians to get the job done against the Warriors. It's going to be a really interesting game. See what happens there in that one. 
Okay, now that's it for football here. We're gonna break down some volleyball a little bit here. Um, of course, the um volleyball. Of course, um, speaking of before we talk volleyball, we got the um Adams. Of course, the um their boys soccer team. They're in the um division um one state semifinals. They're taking on Plymouth Salem um at Troy Athens on Wednesday. If they win that one, then they'll either play Detroit Cast Tech or um oh sorry um they'll play their nobody Detroit Catholic Central or um. Rockford in the Division One state finals on um Saturday. Not sure where the place is at yet. Um, so I think Ann's got a good chance to get to the um Division One state finals. I really do. Um, they've beat Plymouth Salem earlier in the year three nil. Um, been playing with playing really well as of late. Knocked off Troy in a crazy game. Came back from two zero. Um, to knock off New Baltimore and Cabay. Um, so we'll see what happens in that game. Um, I think Adams has a great chance to play Saturday, and I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens there in that matchup there, too. So, you know, so I got Adams, you know, knocking off, um, getting the state final, getting the state final. Um, not sure, if it's nobody Detroit Catholic Central is a tough matchup. If it's, um, if it's, um, Rockford, I think they got a shot to win that game. So we'll see what happens there in that one. Um, let's go now to some volleyball regional pre districts. Obviously, of course, um, It'll be very interesting to see what happens here. Um, <coughs> they are taking place, um, you know, on on Monday, um, Wednesday and Friday or Thursday for some matchups. So let's look at each district. Um, district. Let's start with District Fifty Four at Hazel Park. You got Hazel Park taking on Ferndale University. Um, that winner is taking on Ferndale, and then um, Warren Fitzgerald taking on Warren Lincoln. Um, in this matchup here, I think. I, t I looked at Drew Ellis's projections. Um, of course, Drew Ellis, of course, worked, um, you know, does the volleyball projections. I know the website he does. Really good site. Recommend it. Um, he's taking Hazel Park in this district. I'm going to take Ferndale. I mean, I think Ferndale, you know, yes, it's at home for Hazel Park. I mean, like, but I think, I think Hazel, I think Ferndale's played a tougher schedule than Hazel Park. Um, I know they're well coached. Ferndale is. I think I think Ferndale's got a good chance to um win this district, and I think they're going to win this district. I mean, but Ferndale University is a sleeper. I think they could give Hazel Park some problems. Um, if that's the case, don't be surprised if Ferndale University upsets Hazel Park. I mean, like, I'm not going to be surprised there if that happens. Um, and then Ferndale, I think Ferndale's got a great spot. Um, I think you know Ferndale's got a great chance to get the district final. I think they're going to knock off Warren Fitzgerald, and I think they're going to move on into the regional. And, you know, we'll see what we'll go from there. I mean, like, you know, Division Two is a very tough, very tough district, you know, very tough district to get out of. I mean, division to get out of. I mean, obviously got Pine Ignored and Prep in there. Uh, Birmingham Detroit Country Days in there. They're both in the same district, um, along with Ultra Lake St. Mary's, um, Wixon St. Catherine, Siena. That district over there at Pine Ignored and Prep is absolutely brutal. Um, in Division Two, but with the district with District Fifty Four, I really think that um Ferndale is gonna win this district pretty convincingly. Um, you know, over Hazel Park. I mean, like in the semifinals, and then we'll see what goes from there. Um, let's go to District Twenty Three at Gross Point North. Um, Saint Clair Shores Lakeview takes on Gross Point South. That one is taking on Harper Woods, and then Ham Tramac taking on Gross Point North. Um. When in doubt, go with the Huskies. Um, that's how I'm looking at this district. Um, Gross Point South, the sink in um is a solid team. Um, it'll be a good test for for the Huskies early on. Um, I, I just think Gross Point North is the wild card here. Um, I think both uh, the Huskies or the um Blue Devils are going to get by the Pioneers. Um. You know, Harper Woods being in Division One Class A, that's going to be really tough for them. Um, but I really like the Huskies to win this, um, to win this regional, um, to win this district, to move on to the regionals. Um, won't be close. So we'll see what happens there, going forward there. Um, district thirty-two at West Bloomfield. You got Lakeland versus Milford. West Bloomfield versus Wall Lake Northern. The winner of Lakeland Milford takes on Wall Lake Western. And the winner of West Bluebill Wall Lake Northern takes on Wall Lake Central. The Monday games are interesting in this district. Lakeland and Milford, they went five games. I mean, they went five games in their league matchup, and then they played in the um 
Lake Valley tournament. Um, Lakeland won both, both meetings. Um, Milford's going to be a tough matchup for Lakeland. I mean, don't be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Milford upsets Lakeland. I wouldn't be surprised, even though Lakeland has got a lot of senior experience on this team, um, and they got a lot of motivation um, with this team. I mean, like, and then on the flip side, you got, you know, West Bloomfield, Wall Lake Northern. That's going to be a very interesting game on the blacktop. Um, Wall Lake Northern's improved. West Bloomfield, you know, we know that, I know Coach Nancy very well. I think that's going to be very interesting to see what happens in that matchup. Um, I'm going to take in this one, I got Lakeland. Um, I think the experience will be a difference maker here. Um, I think it's going to be Lakeland against West Bloomfield. I really think West Bloomfield's got a chance here, you know, to knock off Wall Lake Northern. Um, then they'll get by Wall Lake Central. And I think, you know, playing Lakeland is going to be really difficult for them. So I got Lakeland moving on to the next round um, to the regionals. Um, District 31 at Clarkson. You got Pontiac versus Lake Orion. Clarkson versus Waterford Mott. The winner of Pontiac Lake Orion takes on Waterford Kettering. And the winner of Clarkson Waterford Mott takes on Oxford. Um, this district's looking like it's going to be Clarkson Lake Orion in the district final. And I expect it will be. Clarkson's had Lake Orion's number this year. Seven of the last eight times they played. Clarkson's won. It's also at Clarkston. Um, so, experience matters here. Um, I got the Wolves win in this district um, over the Dragons. I mean, like, it'll be really interesting to see what happens there going forward there. Um, but I got I got Clarkston winning this one, moving on um, to the regional. Um, district 26 at Troy. You got Adams versus Avondale. Um, Troy Athens versus Rochester. The winner of Adams and Avondale. They will take on Troy. And then the winner of Troy Athens and Rochester takes on Stony Creek. This is basically a pick'em district. Um, it really is a pick'em here. Um, Rochester's been solid all year long, winning the white. Um, Adams and Troy and Stony Creek ball playing the red. I mean, like Stony Creek's been very disappointing this year, but having a new year for Coach Ross Talbot, that'll be um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, I see this one probably being a Rochester versus Adams district final. Um, I, I just think Rochester, the way that they're playing right now, they're playing with house money right now. Yes, the Stony Creek matchup is going to be a tough one. Um, I really like Adams' draw. I think they're going to get by Avondale. I think Adams and Troy could be a classic that might go five games. Um, but I, I think Adams will win that one. Um, I mean, they played five earlier in the year. Um, with Adams winning that matchup here. I know Coach Terry Bogman very well. Um, I think Adams will win that one. Um, setting the stage up, I think Rochester takes on Adams. Um, and I really think that um, Adams wins this district um, because of the experience. And they also have two very good sophomores. One of them is Emily Edwards. Um, don't know who the other one is, but um, but they got two very good sophomores on that team. Um so I think it's going to be really interesting there. Um, we'll see what happens there in that mat, in that in that district. Um, district 18 at Farm Tales Mercy. It got Southfield Arson Tech taking on Detroit Henry Ford. Um, that winner is taking on Lavonia Stevenson. And then you have um, Farm Tales Mercy versus Farmington. Not really much of a competitive district as I think it's going to be. Um, Farm Tales Mercy, well coached under Coach Loretta Vogel. Um, I really think that the Marlins will cruise in this district. They're going to bounce back after their tough Catholic League and final loss to Birmingham Murrian. Um, I just think that, um, you know, when you really look at it here, this is not going to be much of a, much of com competitiveness here in this district. I really think it's going to be, the difference is going to be um, that, um, that um, I just think Farm Tales Mercy too much in this district. I think Farm is going to pose a fight, but, We'll see here. I think it's going to be Livoni Stevenson taking on Farming Tales Mercy. Farm Tales Mercy, home court, proven experience. Um, it's going to be too much. I just think that um, the Marlins win that district pretty handily. We won the regional. Um, district number 25 at Bur Bloomfield Hills. You got Bloomfield Hills taking on North Farmington. Girls taking on Birmingham Murrian. The winner of Bloomfield Hills and North Farm taking on Seaholm. Uh, Birmingham Murrian is the defending Division I state champions. Um, they got a lot of proven players on that team, a lot of experience. Um, they might not have their best player who might be out for the district. And that still says 
a huge credit to their depth. Um, I still think, you know, when you look at this match here, Groves, it's going to be tough for Groves in this one against Birmingham Marion. Um, Bloomfield, I mean, like, and then you have Bloomfield taking on North Farmington. I think Bloomfield will beat North Farmington. Um, and then you got Seaholm taking on him. You know, you have the winner taking on Seaholm. I think that's going to go five games. Um, but I just think it's going to be Bloomfield Hills home court taking on Birmingham Marion. Um, in this matchup here, it's going to be a tall, tall order, tall task for, um, for, um, Bloomfield Hills in this one. It's going to be a tall order. I, I just think the Mustangs have too much. Um, I, I really think Birmingham Marion is going to roll in this. They're going to move on pretty convincingly, win this district. Um, a lot of pundits agree. Um, of course, Birmingham Marion still ranked in the country. They've only lost one game. That was in Northville. Um, and Northville, of course, beat them at um, the BC East tournament. So, but I just think Birmingham Marion too much for um, the Boombay Hills district. They're going to move on to the regional. Um and we'll see what happens there. Um, in the last district here for volleyball will be District 23. This will be at Berkeley. Uh, district actually 21 at Berkeley. You have Warren Mott taking on Berkeley. You have Detroit Renaissance taking on Royal Oak. The winner of um, Warren Mott and Berkeley takes on Detroit Mumford. Then you have Detroit Renaissance. The winner of Detroit Renaissance Royal Oak takes on Oak Park. Um, when I look at this district here, um, Berkeley's got the talent. I mean... They, you got some proven players in that lineup over there at Berkeley. You got, and you got home court to go with as well. Um, Royal Oak is a sleeper. I think Royal Oak could surprise some people. And the reason why I say Royal Oak could is because the Ravens, you know, they could give Detroit Renaissance some problems. I mean, I mean, I've, I, I, you know, I, I think Royal Oak, they're a well-coached team. They're a hungry team. I think they could surprise some people. Um, I just don't trust Warren Mott in this district. I don't trust Oak Park in this district. Um, but I think it's going to come down to is, is I think, I think Berkeley should have no problem with Warren Mott. And I really think that, um, but I think the game of the day over at Berkeley could be Detroit Renaissance and Royal Oak. I, I really think that could be the matchup because I think the Bears are a team that could do some damage. Um, you know, but I think the Ravens are a team that could surprise some people. Do I think could they win the district? I don't think they can. But it wouldn't surprise me if Berkeley were to knock off Detroit. Sorry, if Royal Oak were to knock off Detroit Renaissance. And they could meet Berkeley in the district final. If that were the case, even though it don't, matchups doesn't favor Berkeley. You know, but it I mean, matchups doesn't favor Royal Oak. But, you know, I think Berkeley... Being at home, being the favorite, unanimous favorite in this district, um, I think they're going to move on. And I think, you know, when you look at the Berkeley Volleyball Program, what they've done the last two years, winning the district is a big deal. Now can they get, if they can win the district again, and then you can get to the regional, have a really good showing, you know, in that regional. I think, you know, when you look at that regional, I'm not sure, I think Berkeley's east in that regional. So, they, who knows? They might have a chance. I mean, like, obviously, yes, you got to deal with Macomb, Dakota in the, um, you know, in, in your side of the bracket. But, you know, I think Berkeley's got a shot here to do some damage. If they're, if they're down south, I think they got a great chance, I think, to maybe be a quarterfinal team. I mean, that's how I view with Berkeley. I think Berkeley's got a great chance to do some damage this postseason. You know, if they can get by the district, I think they got a chance in the regional. So. I think, personally, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here. But I really think that the Bears have a great chance to have a deep postseason run. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. My final thoughts the week this week, of course, um, playoffs, you know, for football, obviously. Keep an eye on this week, of course, some key games to really watch for. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to talk about when you look at the postseason um, for football. Volleyball already getting ready to go for their, um, you know, getting ready to go. I mean, winter sports is not that far away. So we're going to see what happens going forward here. So we'll see, really see what happens here. All right, everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, make sure you follow the blog at um, 
for Rochester Adams' boys' soccer run here at Saginaw Life 4650 at blogspot.com. Also look at the um, blog for volleyball districts and also the um, and also um, for football picks as well. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, make sure to keep an eye on the blog at Saginaw Life 4650 at blogspot.com. It's mentioned. So we'll see what happens going forward here. All right, I'm going to sign off here. Take care. God bless. And I'll see you all next week. Take care and see you next week, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody.